Welcome to the Transform Your Wealth and Health podcast, where experts in wealth, health, and fitness help transform your life. Here's your host, Andy Arder. Today's guest is a man of excellent taste. He's a fellow Spurs fan. It's property finance expert, Michael Primrose. Michael, how are we doing? Very well, thank you, Andy. Thank you very much for having me on. No, absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming over. I know you've had a bit of a journey, but it's all been worthwhile. It's all been worth it to see the mighty Spurs exactly. this morning. Exactly. And we had a good we had a good time down at the training grounds. We've been popping along to see the under eighteen Tottenham players, as Anorex like us do, play against Arsenal, and we had a superb win with the goalkeeper saving two penalties. So what more could we ask for? Oh, exactly. Great match. Couldn't three, ask for much more. Was it 3-2 in the end, wasn't three, it? 3-2 in the end, you did yeah. miss a couple of goals, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> the, the joys of taking phone calls during a football match. <laughs> Customers, who'd have them, eh? They're terrible yeah, people. tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, life revolves around customers. It does. Could definitely. be fortunately, actually, thinking about it. But tell us a bit, a little bit about your early times and your early life and, and how you got into the career that you're into now. Yeah, so basically what happened, uh, I've, I've always been in property. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know where it stemmed from because uh, none of my family have ever been in, in property. None of them have ever really invested in property as a as a hobby or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, my uncle was an accidental landlord, completely accidental. Yeah, we've <laughs> um, been one of those too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, every, yeah most people start off that way, don't they? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I left school. Uh, I left school with the intention actually to go and be a forensic analysis in the police. Wow. Uh, that's what I wanted to go and study at university. That's what I had my whole life plan you, you, based on. You was you was mapped out. I, I was fully mapped out. I had a place at you, London Metropolitan University. Wow, yeah. Uh, I was ready to go. I had all my bags packed, ready to leave. Was it Quincy that, that, that you've seen on the <laughs> telly or something like that? Was I it? think I might be a bit young for Quincy. Oh, okay, I'm showing my age, aren't I? Sorry. Um, so, yeah, that <laughs> literally had it all planned out bags packed ready to go um got a, i actually got a phone call uh, at the end of august from one of my old teachers and uh, basically what she said is we've had this apprenticeship come up uh, and i studied law during my a levels yep me too um, badly mind you but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I did all right to be <laughs> did fair you? i did yeah did all right um and got this phone call she said oh we've had this apprenticeship come up it's at a local solicitors so i said okay that could be interesting uh went along didn't really expect i mean this is at the end of august so i was literally ready to everything yeah. was in place mm-hmm. um, so what happened is I went along to the interview actually ended up falling in love with it and thought mm-hmm. actually this is what I want to go and do mm. uh, so went in as an apprentice actually started in family law um, did that for a little bit it was too many divorces for my liking sad times <laughs> was it yeah well as an 18 year old having to deal yeah. with court papers and things for divorces it was yeah. yeah, a little bit too intense for my liking. But you actually got married a little bit later on, so it couldn't have been that bad. Well, exactly, it, so. yeah, it didn't put me off marriage. No, exactly, so. right. Um, so, yeah, then ended up in conveyancing. Uh, so that's how sort of the, the property bug began, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that for a couple of years. Did pretty well out of that. Uh, then moved into a state agency. Did that for a little bit, mm-hmm. um, sort of specialising in residential, a little bit commercial. People still talk to you. People still talk to me, even really? though I've okay. been in a state agent. Fair enough, then. that's fine. <laughs> um, and then went back into conveyancing again. Uh, unfortunately, it was made redundant just as my wife became pregnant with our first child. Right. Um, so I had to go home and explain I'd been made redundant. She was actually then made redundant shortly after that as well. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, so we're both redundant with the yeah. baby on the way. Yes. Um so basically I had to take the first job that I came across yeah. um, and that happened to be 
at a commercial finance brokerage. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember in the interview, uh, the MD said to me, do you want to be in finance? And I turned to him and I said, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd always, it, yeah. Has anyone ever explained interview <laughs> technique to you? <laughs> Not very well, no. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I said to him that finance isn't really something that I'd ever really been interested in. My perception at the age of 22 at the time mm-hmm. uh, was that finance was for stuffy old blokes in suits and that was it. That, yeah. That's all it could ever be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we got talking about it and and uh, they were purely sort of business finance and sort of accountancy focused at that point. Yeah. Um, so I sort of joined as a BDM to help on that side. Uh, then what, what? What's a BDM? So a business development manager. So right. I was going to be out on the road, sort of helping people mm-hmm. with business finance. Mm-hmm. Um, first day, got in there and went, well, actually, why don't we do property instead? So they'd done a couple of property deals, um, but basically it was it was looking at can we expand this and, and make it massive. Um, so I was there for about eighteen months, um, built up quite a good client base, um, and yeah, sort of got to the end of eighteen months and thought okay, I want to go into property full-time. So I actually left there with the intention of going into property full-time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happened that actually, just after I left, I got approached and with the sort of opportunity to set up a brokerage. Um, so we decided to set up a brokerage. Um, unfortunately, recently, as most people have probably seen on social media, that mm-hmm. didn't work out. Uh, the brokerage is still going. I, I just stepped back from it there. Uh, basically for, for personal reasons, just mm-hmm. decided to sort of step away. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's very much still going. Um, and yeah, so I now come to a, a, a path in my life where I've mm-hmm. got sort of lots of different opportunities sat in front of me. Yeah. Um, still very much viewed within the communities and things as the property finance guy, which is what the, the brand that I've I've now... You're developing brand. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. So yeah. I've, I've now sort of... Yeah, started to build that brand up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's my main focus at the minute is building that brand up. Um, so yeah, looking to do get into podcasts similar to yourself. You've yes. been a, a big inspiration in oh, my, in that side. Thank of things. you very much. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's it's helped me to think that's that's a path I want to take. Um, also looking at writing a book and yeah, just just getting out on the road a bit more, getting out and about. Dare I say, what's the book going to be about? <laughs> well, it's going to be finance related. I thought it might be. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, it's already mostly written. Is it? Um, so it's actually probably about ninety percent done at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all about how to use development finance, basically creatively. Yeah. Um, and how, as a first-time developer or maybe a, an inexperienced property investor, mm-hmm. how you can actually put yourself across to lenders as being experienced, and how you can actually raise that finance. Right. Sort okay. of moving forward. So, so it's almost like a bit of a dummy's guide to. Okay, development so finance is it for beginners or intermediaries or it, it is mainly focused at beginners because that's always been my main client base yeah um, and they're the people I enjoy helping the most because if I can help mm. someone who's inexperienced and moving into property I mean I've managed to help a dozen or so people now leave their job right oh that's brilliant by helping them to get the finance yeah. for, for well, projects the kind of stuff we try to help on this podcast I mean yeah. literally you know we want people to be able to increase their wealth and improve their health so if you've helped people leave their job then then that's absolutely fantastic oh it's well, definitely well, creating wealth definitely yeah. yeah and that's that's the bit I love the most about being in property is it's it's so easy to help other people become wealthy mm-hmm 
Yeah, as it's got that uh, connotation of when you go to bed, you're still making money. Exactly. Som- <laughs> sometimes. Cause yeah. the, I remember the bad old days back in the negative equity times. And um, as you went to bed in them days, you woke up and you'd lost you'd money. Lost. <laughs> because it doesn't always run true. You know, they talk about 18-year cycles and things like that. But of course, there's the good times and the bad times within the 18-year cycles. And sometimes they're better than others, of course. Yeah, exactly. And with, obviously, Brexit, looming yes uh obviously we've seen some positive news it would seem the last sort of week or so yeah uh but yeah well, i mean we'll see what march brings mm-hmm. uh i don't think anybody can predict what it's going to do to the property market or no, the economy no um yeah i think lenders are preparing themselves um i think the only people really who it's had a negative effect on to be fair is the valuers mm. who have become even more cautious than they normally are which is <laughs> and they're pretty cautious at the yeah exactly time. yeah so it's yeah. a whole new level of cautious all right okay so what do the listeners need to know about basic finance uh well quite a lot really mm-hmm. um so realistically I, I guess from my point of view i don't really deal with the the basic mortgages and things like that so from my perspective i deal with the People who have maybe had a buy-to-let or have maybe dabbled in yeah. pro- who are looking to sort of take it to that next step. So they might be looking at HMOs, mm-hmm. bridging against land or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the basics are, it, it comes down to one phrase, really. Um, and it's a phrase that a lot of people throw about. But if the deal is good enough, the money will come. Yeah. Um, and that's the basic principle to have in the back of your mind. If you can find a deal that stacks up, there is a way of financing it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that obviously isn't definite. There's obviously underlying parts of that if you've got bad credit and yeah. all sorts of other criminal convictions and things <laughs> going on in the background yeah. it yeah. it can obviously have a negative effect but I think the, the basic fundamental principle that people have to have in the back of their minds is there is finance available if the deal stacks up okay fair enough then so you talking about your change of job yes your change of role what's going to happen in the future what have you got in mind for me, oh, blimey, loads. Really? Go for it. Tell us tell us. <laughs> so, more. obviously, the book, uh, I'm looking to release ASAP. Yeah. Uh, the brand will begin to build, I'm hoping, pretty massively next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of events lined up, a lot of talks lined up. Right. Um, I'm looking to mix it up a bit because mm-hmm. I've spent the last couple of years sort of helping people to understand what the products are that are out there. Mm. I think now it's time for me to start teaching people how they can use their those products creatively. Is it the sexy stuff? So the sexy speak. stuff, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I've, I've put the foundations in place. Yes. It, it's time to start laying some bricks. Yeah, <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's time for me to start building that brand of not only a guy who walks around and does death by powerpoint it's <laughs> let, let's do some sexy stuff and yeah. so yeah that's that's the plan for me sort of moving forward I, I being completely honest I don't have a long term vision at the minute mm-hmm. um, because for me I want to keep it short term mainly because that just fits in with with who I am yeah um, but yeah the short term is build the brand uh, I'm building a property portfolio at the minute as well with a couple of right. JV okay. partners mm-hmm. um, what, what kind of property portfolio is it so at the minute I'm focusing purely on HMOs. Right. Um, so Close I'm not to home or yeah yeah literally twenty minutes away from oh, my right. house. So um, I'm very lucky that my gold mine area is 
literally a stone's throw away. What, so. what area are we talking about, Michael? Oh, for you know. I... know you. <laughs> for those that don't know you. I'll be as vague as possible. <laughs> go on then. <laughs> e- East Lincolnshire. East. Yeah, there oh, you go. Pretty... It's in the east. <laughs> well, no, we know it's Lincolnshire now. We can come and hunt you down, don't Yeah, worry. that's it. I'll, uh, no, no doubt there'll be loads of people sniffing around now. Yeah, probably but... will, but I'm sure you've got your plans for them. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, there's... Uh, but no, it's, it, that's, that's sort of the plan moving forward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully... We should have three bought and up and running. Okay. Well, two of which will be by the end of this year, uh, and then the other one will be probably February time next year. Mm-hmm. So we'll have about sixteen rooms up by that point, uh, which will bring in enough cash flow for us to be sort of financially stable and not have to worry about yeah sort of chasing business constantly. Mm-hmm. So you can take on other projects knowing safe in the knowledge that you've got some sort of income that the bill's going to be paid yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you're saying you're going to produce a book what kind of a book is it like an e-book or is it going to be like a physical book or well at the minute it stands at a fair th- few thousand words so at the minute it is right. a it's going to be a literal paperback book right and someone's going to publish this as a published author f- for you or how, how are you going to do it fingers crossed i haven't quite hit that bridge yet right, okay <laughs> so, you might be doing some good. self-publishing yeah I may, yeah well it depends how good it is when i finished yeah, it yeah, exactly. <laughs> it trial yeah. it on a few people i run something past you earlier didn't i something that i've been writing so it just just muses from my brain things that come out and uh, yes your brain dump that you <laughs> brain dump that's the but, word yeah which which is very good so thank I think, you yeah, thank you well, you know it's constantly things pop into your mind and i just write them down in uh, you've got to get them down haven't you've you got to get them down haven't you really yeah. at the end of the day and then ultimately you can put all these bits together and if you can work out a way of threading it all together you've got a book haven't you yeah, eventually. <laughs> eventually, <laughs> could be could be at ages. I'm sure J.K. Rowling don't don't do it this Doesn't way. Do but, like uh, that. No, <laughs> but, but yeah. So um, yeah. So hopefully, I'll get that get that finished, and then uh, yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed, get it published, yeah. and then uh, so that should hopefully be available uh, during next year for people to well, hopefully purchase. Good. good <laughs> it good. won't be going out for free. <laughs> okay. Well, you can't yeah. afford to publish it. And, uh, no, it and give it away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, tips and techniques for our listeners. What would you say if they're interested in property investing and then haven't quite got the money in place? What's the best ways to start off? Yeah. So, the first thing that I tell everyone is find the strategy that you want to focus on. Right. Um, there's so much noise out in the market at the minute uh, about let's do service accommodation, let's do HMOs, yep. let's do rent to rent, yep. let's do deal sourcing, whatever. Um, I'd say if someone's starting out with no money, deal sourcing is always the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you sell a couple of deals, make a couple of grand. Right, so deal sourcing. So what are, what are you talking about here when you say deal sourcing? So what I'm talking about here is essentially playing the role of an agent, Mm -hmm. I guess, of an estate agent. Yeah. Um, So you would find properties either through Rightmove or whatever you're doing. Uh, A lot of sources use Rightmove. They'll negotiate a lower price on it and then they'll sell that on to someone else. Mm -hmm. So essentially take a fee for doing all the negotiating and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the more successful sources actually go direct to the vendor. So they actually... That there is no right move. There's nothing like that. They are the only person selling yeah, that deal. Yeah, and they help the the client of theirs to move on in their life as opposed. Yeah, exactly. To they find out what those pressure points are, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, they they help them to to move on and and get sold and 
yeah and make a bit of cash obviously in, in the yeah. process yeah um, so yeah I'd always say tips and tricks for, for moving forward for a first time investor it's, it's got to be to look at something like deal sourcing mm-hmm. uh, rent to rent as well is a very good strategy if you've got maybe a little bit of cash yeah um, land flipping that's another one so using I guess I would call it planning uplift. Uh, so this is essentially where you find someone with a plot of land. Mm-hmm. You could then crowdfund the costs involved of getting it to planning uh, and then actually sell it on once it had planning. Mm-hmm. So you're not actually taking the risk of building a scheme out. Mm. Um, but that, I mean, that we're talking big profits potentially in, yeah. in deals like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's hard work to, to find the land in the first place. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, that could potentially be another strategy moving forward as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is to find sources with good deals to sell. So if a sourcer brings you a deal with maybe it's 20% below market value, yeah. as long as that is a true discount, you could potentially use bridging finance to borrow against that market value, yeah. which means your deposit would be a lot less than the usual 25%. Mm-hmm. So it just depends what money you've got knocking about, really. But I think if it's no money, deal sourcing. Mm-hmm. If it's a little bit of money, rent to rent. If it's maybe a, a little bit more than that, then getting into planning uplift and using crowdfunding for the costs. Um, and then, yeah, if you've got maybe what you would deem to be a deposit on a house, maybe look at the, the bridging against market value. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think you've got quite a good positive mental attitude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Would you would you say that you've developed this, or is it just something that comes natural to you? Uh, it's definitely developed. Um, well, I guess as we're being openly sharing here, go for it. So I was always uh, quite shy at school, mm-hmm. and I was bullied quite severely at school. Mm. And it was yeah, it was just one of those things you always find it in every school, don't you? Mm. So I left school with only really a couple of mates and being pretty shy. Uh, it was only really when I got into commercial finance that actually I started to open up. Uh, and that was because I took on more of a sales role. I was almost, it, it was very much chucked in at the deep end, get on with it, mm. sort of sink or swim. Yeah. Because yeah. um, in my previous roles with the conveyancing and everything like that, I I hadn't needed to open up or anything like that. So, so I was still very shy. Mm. Uh, again, I was sort of bullied through workplaces as well. I left a couple of places because of that. Mm. Um, so commercial finance for me was, it was actually a massive relief because I found a niche where actually I I got on with everyone. I was open mm-hmm. and it, it helped me to develop a personality, which I hope people now sort of find me quite easy to deal with and, I think so, yeah, yeah. And hopefully find me to be quite a likeable person. Yeah. Um, but even at the start of the commercial finance, when I look back to two and a half, three years ago when yeah. I first got into this, mm. I realised how different a person I actually was and yeah. how shy and I, I had a yes. very, very negative mindset. Well, we had a conversation probably about 18 months or so ago, didn't we? We did, I was when I only to, just started. Yeah, yeah just starting. Yeah. I was trying to encourage you and giving you a few ideas and techniques and you probably caught me on one of my better days and you know and I was encouraging you to to try and you know do some of the stuff that you're absolutely crushing at the moment so yeah I mean you're the man really who got me started on Facebook really so if anyone's irritated by my Facebook then they've got you to blame (laughs) they've just got to blame me really haven't they I can take it but yeah I remember yeah we sat in in Costa next to King's Cross and yeah yeah. yeah, we sat and had a a really long discussion about how to move things forward and yeah I'd only 
just really moved into the industry and then I remember we went for a pizza at that very small Italian across the road that? Uh, oh, that was opposite yes. the cost yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, and yeah I remember we went to that yeah it was a bit of a dingy Italian yeah, that we yeah. went to but That's it was nice nonetheless John Mann who picks all these places yeah we'll blame That's him for that as well for that, yeah so yeah. um, you've moved things on nicely. I mean, your your presence on Facebook is uh, you know a bit of a fresh air, really, because I mean, as a finance guy, as you said before, you know, it's crusty old guys in grey suits, but yeah. all of a sudden, it's it's becoming a little bit sort of friendly and sexy, and I'm here yeah. to help type of stuff, isn't it? And and that's what the the property finance guy brand that that's what I'm looking to create. Yeah, because at the, I'm now 24. Mm-hmm. I'm probably the youngest person in the industry at the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not really found anyone who's sort of younger than me in dealing with it. So yeah. for, for me, it's it's a massive opportunity because I've now got the opportunity to completely restructure the industry. Yeah. Because in 20, 30 years, I'm, I'm going to be the older generation yeah. of, of mortgage brokers um, or commercial finance experts, mm-hmm. whatever we're, we're going to label me as. Mm-hmm. Um so I want that property finance brand, uh, the property finance guy brand to come in and and show that commercial finance and mortgages they're not boring they're not mm. dull they can be exciting they can be creative mm. um, so yeah from my perspective I see that as a huge and that that again has helped the mindset as well because I can see the opportunity sort of moving forward yeah. uh, to to rebuild. Yeah, that that entire industry. Well, like you say, you're only 24, so you've got such a lot in front of you. Yeah, definitely. What's what's next? What's the next thing that you're going to do? The next thing's got to be releasing the podcast. Right. That's that's got to be the next thing. Tell me more about the podcast. So yeah, so like I said earlier, I mean, you're you're definitely the inspiration for me on this one. Um, (laughs) Because again, this was something we spoke about a a, a while back. Yeah. Um, And again, it's something that's not really a couple of couple of the finance guys are starting to release podcasts mm-hmm. um I'd, I'd hoped to be the first one to do it but it, things have just been too busy mm-hmm. um well that's good news at least you don't want it to be well, yeah. so quiet that i can start <laughs> yeah. a podcast you know um so for me the, the idea of the podcast is so that people can take finance knowledge with them wherever they go yeah so I guess it's twofold. So the first reason is that I want people to understand more about what options are available for them out on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, the number of people I speak to who don't realise how far they could actually take what equity they've got, yeah. how many projects they could actually be doing, what what they can actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, people could be so much further ahead if they just understood what the options are out there. So that that's the first reason. Yeah. Um, the second reason is because it saves me time. Yeah. So, so if many I can, people in one one sort of recording, exactly, can't you? yeah, yeah. So if I can mm. talk that through, it means I don't have to go on the phone for sort of an hour at a time talking it through with someone. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it saves me sort of massive amounts of time. Yeah, it's all good advertising as well, isn't it? And it's relatively cheap. I think you, you're thinking of going through Anchor, and that's free, isn't it? So, yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. may well may well end up doing it for free. Free but, podcasting. Uh, what can you say? Well, yeah. it depends how well it comes out. Well, this is true, <laughs> you get yeah. what you, you pay for, don't you? You've got to make it work, <laughs> unfortunately. So, um, on the back of you saying that you've done a book, I think you've also, or you're creating a book, you've actually created already an e-book, haven't you? Uh, yes, yeah, which... Ah. There's bits, so bits have been released uh, mm-hmm. in, and people will have seen it all over Facebook, bits mm-hmm. and pieces being released. Uh, so the ebook is essentially the A to Z of raising commercial finance. Right. 
so rather than releasing it as sort of one ebook, mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually releasing it fortnightly as e- sort of each letter. In, yeah. uh, the idea being is because 26 letters over fortnightly bits gives me exactly one year of content. Exactly, you've, <laughs> so, got, you've got some content over that um, year, yeah, why not? So at the end of the year, I mean, it will be released eventually as a full ebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically that gives people a fortnightly nugget that they can read through. I mean, each post is, is pretty lengthy. Mm. Um, so it gives people the opportunity to look through and yeah, and yeah, just understand commercial finance a bit right. better. Okay, so after a year, we can have the whole... Ebook. You can have the whole thing in one go. And we can read it in one hit. <laughs> yeah, rather than each Facebook post no, individually. I think I'm going to go with the uh, every two weeks. <laughs> it builds up that suspense while yeah, you're exactly. waiting for the next letter as well. wait for the next one, can you? <laughs> okay. We're getting towards the end of the podcast now. If you were starting again, what would you do differently? Uh, i tell you what I'd do differently. I'd leave school at 16. Right. I wouldn't have done my A-levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason being that's that's not taking anything away from A-levels um, it just didn't fit in with my grand plan because mm-hmm. I'm sat on an A-level in law English and history and I'm in finance <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it, it just doesn't fit mm. um, so yeah I would probably go back leave school a bit sooner uh, I probably would have gotten into a lot of the no money down strategies mm-hmm uh, to begin with so mm-hmm. I would have left school at 16 would have got into rent to rent deal sourcing touch on that a little bit if you wouldn't mind for people that might like to try those kind of things uh, so well we've been through the deal sourcing I mean the yeah. rent to rent is yeah. essentially I guess to, to sort of put it in its simplest form is essentially subletting mm-hmm. um, so you rent a property off of a landlord and then you rent out the rooms individually in order to maximise cash flow mm. That, that's in its simplest form yeah. uh, and the reason I would have done that is because then at the age of 16 I would have had substantial cash flow probably to get me started Yeah. Um, and yeah I probably would have gone from there uh, I'd have still done the brokering because I've got a real passion for that so I never I, yeah I don't plan on ever sort of not doing that mm-hmm. um, so for me that's it yeah I'd, I'd definitely have started that sooner as well yeah I would have just started sooner yeah okay so Michael if anybody wants to get in touch with you what's the best ways to get hold of you uh, there's three ways uh, the first and most effective one is probably to give me a ring right okay. uh, all my details will be uh, on the on the show notes uh, mm-hmm. so people can can pull them from there yep. drop me an email mm-hmm. or drop me a message on Facebook okay um, if you type in the property finance guy on Facebook you'll find me or Michael Primrose Okay, Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for coming along. Thanks very much for having me. No problem at all. Cheers. I hope this podcast gives you inspiration. And if you want to contact me, I'm Andy Arter, and it's transformyourwealthandhealth at gmail.com.